0: To the Apple and
1: we Discipline is the break, Alrighty, welcome to Musical Osmosis, where intelligent dissident thought meets melodic ephonious reality. I am your musically magnanimous host, Nick the Saucy One Cat Source, broadcasting to you as always from the top of Meth Mountain, Tennessee. And I also want to introduce my procussively proficient co-host, oh. calling in all the way from Charm City, baby. My pal, Odell. Odell, what's up, what's Happy up? birthday, partner. Happy oh,
2: birthday.
1: Yeah, I was going to make this a birthday episode and do the interview with Landis and then maybe have like a half hour of friends calling in and stuff. But with everything going on, it just felt too selfish. And I was like, dude, I just can't do a show and make it about me with everything that's going on. That just seemed like fucked up and petty. Yeah,
3: I mean, I, I, I totally understand. It's just a... Uh... It's such a unique time. I was telling I was telling Susan uh, earlier today. I'm just, it's like wow. It's it's I I'm like I'm sort of drained. I, I'm 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 really I'm happy that we're doing this show tonight, but uh, it's been a draining few weeks here. And um, um, but you know at you know it's all for a good cause and it's all for a good reason. I think at the end at the end of the day it will be so.
1: Well, now here's the Rubicon, right? How, after not being on the air for two weeks, because I haven't done my apocalyptic peanut butter show in two weeks either, so I haven't done a show in two weeks, with everything that's happened in the last two weeks, how do I not just rant about everything going on for two hours and keep it to music? Maybe <laughs> Dee needs to give us a sh- give me a shock caller, and she could just there shock me from the other room. Yeah, so but
4: you'd be shocked every time you said Trump or Cheeto or, you know, about a 50 different
1: other words i don't make like little insulting by the way everybody who doesn't know us yet who i can't imagine no one that doesn't know us by now on the show that is our fabulous producer chiming in from her hermetically sealed bubble yes
4: yes Yes, i am
1: germ free mm -hmm. see your desk i'm surprised you're not broadcasting with gloves and a mask
4: Well, I I would social distance from the dog, but I really think that he would get too sad if I did that. So I'm taking my chances. Um yeah, today this we are living in history and I do not enjoy it at all. Um, Speaking
1: of living in history, let me just chime in here before we go down any kind of political rabbit hole. Odell Seven yes. years I've been podcasting. I did 107 episodes of Ignorance Equation, 104 episodes of Kettle of Fish. Me and Dee did 77 episodes of Drunk and Trivia. Funny thing about politics was like 15 episodes. I did that show with William for six or eight episodes. But now, today, welcome to our 108th episode of Musical Osmosis. Longest running podcast. Uh,
2: whoop. whoop, whoop. <laughs>
1: What has made this work? What do you think has made this the longevity of this compared? To, well, you, I know what the longevity is compared to the ignorance equation because I was about to like end up in a mental institution doing that show every week.
3: <laughs> I, I think it's uh I think it's just the love of music and artists that we get on here. Um, uh, you know we we we've grown up together. I mean, what is it now? Almost thirty years.
1: Oh God! don't years, say it like that. Years,
3: something like that. So
1: um let's talk about our past can you just do it in dog ears so i don't feel like an elderly gentleman
3: (laughs) we've been i mean we've seen it all we've been through a lot and um and i and it's funny how when you have artists um on from all over it doesn't matter what culture background what type of music they play they still have that same common uh that creative spirit and, and 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 i think we're fortunate enough to have those folks come on here and, and and elaborate on what they do. And I think that's what makes the show. I think that's what makes the show enjoyable.
1: All right. And speaking of enjoyable shows coming up after this, we're going to do a bonus episode with Savannah Pope to talk about her upcoming album this year, but her new video. We've also got mean Mary, who is one hell of a banjo player. Have you checked Mm -hmm. out her stuff yet, man? It is fucking crazy. (laughs) She plays the banjo better like 10 times better than anything I've done in my whole life.
3: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable.
1: Unbelievable. And we got Kelly Ogan coming from the Dolly Rots. And then check out Apocalyptic Peanut Butter because in a week we've got Mary Birdsong coming back from Reno 911. They just released, I think it was eight new episodes on Quibi. That's awesome. So the, I'm excited.
3: Greatest shows ever.
1: <laughs> yeah. there. the um, there's, greatest, there's, comedy shows ever. We got Quibi because of that, the free trial, but um, I saw an ad that Weird Al was going to be in and I don't know if I fell asleep during one of those four-minute episodes or whatever, but I didn't see the Weird Al one, Dee, did you? Weird I Al was haven't... playing a petition and I don't remember seeing it. I don't know if they've got more coming or what the deal is.
4: Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I would think they've probably got some more coming, because Quibi right now, if you guys haven't checked it out, has got a ton of original content. It's all cut up into like eight to ten minute pieces. So you can really, like, you can perfect, watch a really the, cool story.
1: And attention span. Yeah. that site is like a like, fucking mad scientist.
4: You know what it is. It's perfect for the bathroom.
1: Oh, that's where I watch You're all, my TV, all the I live in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it is like the. Get a, it is like the get a lot of business animation. done in the bathroom. Yeah. You know? <laughs> hey, I read Curtis Armstrong's whole book in the bathroom. And when we had him on, I was like, dude, I read – you're the only book I read exclusively sitting on the toilet. (laughs) Knocked it out in about four sessions. I don't know if that means I'm a fast reader or you can defer whatever you want from that.
4: Oh, my goodness.
1: This is even worse than talking about politics
4: maybe from the
1: bathroom yes all right let's move on tonight's guest is a perception challenging artist groovy pulse pounding dj and reality bending musician that engulfs the masses with his good vibes and thought-provoking messages from the almighty senators and f-city my personal birthday interview gift to myself landis Expandis. landis welcome to the show for the first time hello Thanks for having me, and happy birthday. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it doesn't feel like my birthday because everything that's going on, but I figured I'll soldier through and at least try to do like a show and do some interviews and kind of put some good content out there. Maybe <laughs> it'd be a little reprieve for people to listen to us talk about fun stuff.
3: Hey, 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 hey Landis, I got something for you real quick. Um, I was going downstairs to, to set up to do the show, and my daughters do your art class. I've, I've sent you a couple of their pictures, and um, I was like, "Hey, I'm going. I'm going down and um, get ready to do my radio interview." And they were like, "Okay, who are you talking to?" And I'm like, "Landis." And they're like, "And this is and this is my seven-year-old and five-year." They're like, "Mr. Landis, the art teacher?" I was like, "Yes."
1: <laughs> oh
2: wow! So thank you so much, man. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: we have such lucky kids growing up, I think, with creative entities like me and you. I remember my dad used to do ham radios, and his big claim to fame is he would talk to the guy, he was friends with the guy from A Christmas Story, because that was like, you know, the internet back in the 80s. Yeah, that that
2: was
1: a huge deal. But my dad didn't know anybody besides that, and then our kids get to, like, kind of grow up in this culture and this environment, so I feel damn lucky.
5: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Ham radio was... uh I guess the first Facebook and people would fill out these little cards with their logos on them and mail them and then they mailed them back and they would find people all over the world. I know I didn't do it, but I, I talked to somebody who, who was uh, an aficionado in, in the ham radio
1: business. Yeah. They hold um, little binders. You could put all those postcard size call letter right. cards in and my dad had binders of them and a thing hanging on the wall with a bunch of those call letter cards he got from other people.
2: Yeah, and
1: the
5: artwork was pretty cool. Lots of uh, lightning bolts and uh, radar
1: uh, symbols and things. Landis got me feeling nostalgic over here. All right, hey, let's start with this, and I want to kind of lead in, before we totally dive into the music, with how I guess everybody is approaching everyone these days, and ask you, with all of the division and current mayhem going on, how are you dealing with everything, not just as an artist, but as Landis, a human being? How are you coping?
5: Um, both of those things are part of the answer. Um, art has saved me. Um, when when I, you know, I'm a, I live by my gigs. You know, I I, I day weddings, I host karaoke, I'm in two bands. Everything I do has to do with um, something. You know, I'm. I'm I'm doing something outside, and I write it on the calendar, and I do it, and I get paid. When all that crashed, I had nothing left, and I didn't know how to apply my talents. I also sold paintings, and I painted clothing, and I had a fashion line. All of that stopped. When I figured that I, you know, I started to put up a video. You know, my earliest video was just purely therapeutic. It was actually quite angry, and I was full of fear because I. It was called Survive. And in my page. It was just me getting out my angst. It was just me going, you know, if this is it, then what we have to do is treat this like a post-apocalyptic movie, and this is we're in the movie, and we have to survive. And that got appreciation. So my next one was adapt. I was like, well, you know, if this we're, I guess we're changing and we're going online, and we're going to be using these tools. And that's going to be the new way we do everything is online. Let's just get after it. And then I just, you know, I started the painting show. I did more videos. And that's now the only thing I do. And its it's been helping people um, get through, especially like times like these last four days when you, you go on Facebook or Instagram to find some friendly faces, really, you just want to someone and say hi and there's nothing but uh people talking about what's happening and everyone's full of angst
2: i'm not afraid to video
5: you know because art
1: is the thing that's going to help is one of the things that's going to help pull us through all this yeah it's still very important for sure and you know um odell i've talked about this several times on the show I used to be heavy in the political world and the activism I wrote for political sites and I kind of had a meltdown in 2016 because I was in with somebody who was really toxic on the other side of the political fence. And I walked away from that and I figured I shift my focus to just putting out the most pot, like the most positive creative content as I can and what I call weaponized creativity. And I'm like, if I can't do this head on, then I'm just going to keep showcasing amazing, creative, beautiful talents. And, you Mm -hmm. know, if there's anything a miserable prick hates, it's when everybody's having a good time with them. So it's just keep pumping that shit out there. And, you know, to me, I feel like that's another front. That's like art is the last bastion against fascism in my mind.
2: Yeah.
5: It has to continue. Like that band on the Titanic still playing. It has to continue through it. We can't stop doing it. When things get rough.
3: So true. So true. I know it was funny because I remember the first, your first video, um, uh, be, you know, being uh, connected with you on Facebook and and, um, and and such. And I remember taking that and putting it on our on our Facebook page. And then you just started pumping them out. And it just, it was something about them that just, it took me away for just a few minutes from the craziness of. At that time, we were still unsure. well. We're still unsure what's going on, but we were really unsure. Do we go to work? Do we close everything down? How do we know who around us possibly is carrying something? And I remember every day your video would pop up on. You know, I would get the message that your video is up, and I would just take it and move it to um, our Musical Osmosis page. And and people were just getting a kick out of it. And I and I, and I can't thank you enough for that, because that's just a reprieve. Um, and the things that you say are the truth in it, too, which is even better. So it's entertaining, but it's very truthful as well. I'm really glad it could help.
1: Let me ask you this, too, because, I mean, with so much going on, and this is something I struggle with, and I imagine most creative types do, how does Landis, the creator, the artist, how do you keep generating content and keep pushing through and not curl up in a ball and like dive into an emo hole.
5: Uh, if I stop doing the art, I curl up into a ball. You know what I mean? The art is what's saving me.
1: Mm. So is this kind of is this situation has it made you more productive because you just have to keep going to just stay ahead of all the panic?
5: Um, in a way, when I when I had to gig for a living out there. I was juggling many balls at a time. I'm a painter. I'm a musician. I'm a performer. I'm a DJ. And now I can just concentrate on two things. And I think I'm doing each thing better than I could have before. And it's, you know what I mean? I've I've (laughs) often seen people that just do one thing. But now I get to do practically one thing. Two things, you know, make videos, write songs for the video and then have my painting class on wednesday yes that plus eating food and sleeping is all i do
1: does it and feel I, inhibiting to you only having those two things when you're used to such a wide expanse of creative endeavors going on or is it freeing because you're like dude now i could pour all my energy into these one or two it's
3: things freeing.
5: it's freeing it's a relief it really is
1: Nice. I get you, man. I used to have a lot of different creative balls in the air, too, and now that I kind of shifted focus to one or two things, I, it's, it's really – and you can ask D because, you know, D is my significant other. It's like a big stone off my chest not having it departmentalized and have the politics thing over here, the entertainment, kettle of fish show over here, the music thing over here, the writing gig yes, over here. Deep. Yeah, it's been really good to just kind of laser focus into the music show. And then we have the apocalyptic peanut butter thing, but it's not really serious. We just do it whenever we want to do it. There's no schedule. Mm -hmm. So I totally get what you're saying. Absolutely. So let's talk about your newest um, video, because I got to tell you, man, I love everything that you do. You're in rotation of one of the people I listen to when I'm kind of spinning out. And I need oh, something to put me back down, so I'll just put you you on or Space Goat or a couple of these just really kind of positive, really artistic-looking projects to look at and listen to. But the pitfalls of misinformation, man, I got to tell you, that is like some next-level visual yeah, musical magic. <laughs> do, you, do you kind of hold back and just kind of just going completely political with your messages because you feel it will dilute the magic of it all or the colorful visual and everything like that, or do you not, are you saying everything politically you want to say in your videos, or are you kind of holding back, I guess is what I'm asking?
5: Huh, I'm not quite sure how to answer that. Um, it comes to me when it comes to me. I, I kind of, I'm a, I'm a fan of the family of Funkadelic. And in, in the yeah. way that they would approach things. Sometimes they would throw you something a little silly that has a little message under it, and sometimes they just throw you a great big old message that has maybe a little silly under it. You know, they they kind of play with it back and forth. I have I have videos that were that are almost straight up silly, but if you if you look at it, you're like, oh, I see what you're saying there. You know, we're we're stuck here, and my cat's under my feet. Okay, but yeah, the. the the thoughts are always there with me. I guess I'm not. I'm not quite sure how to answer that.
1: I think he answered
5: they come that. when they come. Yeah, Basically, go. things got really dark, and I knew I had to do a darker video.
2: Gotcha. Because
5: I have a dark side, just like everyone. I have a. I have a side that. I have a fighting side, but I can't. I can't go anywhere. I am of the of the uh, high risk group. Right, gotcha. the high high risk group. I'm a kidney recipient. I don't yeah, leave my doorstep.
3: And that's what I was about to ask you. How are you? I know. Um, and this was just a handful of years ago. I remember uh, donating to uh, the, the 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 things that were set up for you. Um, and and just the the way I felt when I heard about what you were going through. How does that, when all of this, when the COVID stuff happened and things like this happened, how have you been able to Talk people back from the ledge, if you will. uh, You know, because there's a lot of paranoia. There's a lot of people out there that are having these feelings. And have you been able to like communicate with people that you know? Hey, I've sort of been where you are. I know what I need to do. Um, These are the precautions that you may have to take as well.
5: Yes, I I tell people that that aren't uh, engaged in something besides their work and scrolling on Facebook to give some time to possibly the arts or gardening or something Mm -hmm. so that you can live a life because there is no normal to get back to and we don't know what we're headed towards. During the time in the middle, we've got to live. Amen. We don't know how long it's going to be. Everyone has a different idea, like, oh, maybe we'll all get back to normal by... You know, November or December. I have a bleaker view.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I'm with you. I don't I'm think the normal well, we true. knew is coming back. I think the genie's oh, out no, of the no. bottle.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So absolutely. so let me kind of backtrack here and ask this in a different way. When you're writing, do you ever write something and go, that's too hot topic, that's too political, and pull yourself back? Oh,
5: yes. I have a book of that stuff. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what is it? I'm also I'm also one of those people who I'll post something on Facebook and before I click send, I'll erase it and get up and do something else.
3: Amen. I'm the same way, man.
1: No, but that's actually smart. There's times I want to unleash, and I'll send it to myself and go, if I still feel the same way in 10 or 15 minutes, then I'll copy it and paste that response. And 99% of the time, I don't feel the same way in 10 or 15 minutes. Facebook is such a reactatory type of system where you see something, get outraged, and before you know it, you're hitting that post button or comment back button, and you're like, oh, shit, why did I do that?
5: Yeah, the things that are on my mind, I'd rather just speak to somebody one-on-one. With you know, I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to post anything that's on my mind and then have people go well, but actually, blah, 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 you know, I'll I'll sneak in on a video, you know, as a an underlined message from the art that you see or something like that. But I w- I wouldn't post it on Facebook. That's it's just kind of a tension machine sometimes.
1: Well, I call it's it a attention. fetch vipers pit. But yeah, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> i mean it's horrible man and i was kind of off facebook for a while i mean i still had it open but i wasn't hardly posting until all this COVID stuff hit and then the, the more stuff amps up the more i get sucked back in and before i know it i'm posting four or five politically related things a day and i'm like how the fuck did i get back here i was out man i was al pacino out and they sucked me back in
2: they sucked me
5: back in
1: yeah, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's a horrible place to be because you end friendships and it's over. Like I always say, if I saw somebody today that I, that like freaked out on me because of my opinion about Cash for Clunkers 10 years ago and saw him at a party and they, they had me blocked on Facebook. Like, would we get into a fight about that? Would they be like, remember Cash for Clunkers 10 years ago? And we'd start duking it out like it's so yeah. pointless. Because 99% of the stuff people fight about, a lot of stuff's important, but a lot of stuff is just like the daily outrage that nobody's even going to be thinking about a week later. Mm
5: -hmm. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with we're we're finding out each other's schooling, you know? We're finding somebody will say something and, and someone will go, I didn't learn that in school. I learned it like this, or I didn't learn it at all, and I believe this. And, and now we're at each other's throat, and that's what the higher powers want us to do. They want us exactly. to bicker with each other and go, I believe this, I believe that. What it really is is in school they should have taught us real history. They should have Amen. included history in the history so that it's all history, and it should have been the real history. And they should have taught us sociology. That shouldn't be a college course. It should be a high school course. It's basically how to not be an asshole one-on-one.
1: There you uh, go. <laughs> well, you know, you've got a lot of self proclaimed like um internet experts out there that didn't go to actual college. They went to fucking YouTube university setting right, you experts university. on stuff and they're and they're just talking nonsense. They think they're they think they're woke, you know, in quotation You're marks and they're just Wilson. talking nonsense.
5: Yeah. And they've weaponized us against each other. So it's it's, oh, exactly. for sure. it's saddening to see us all Yell at each other when it's actually a matter of education, because That's facts it. are facts, and if you haven't learned them, it, you have to humble yourself and go, "Oh, I, I really don't know what the heck I'm talking about."
3: Exactly. And I, don't think, I don't, and I don't think people do that behind a keyboard. So you know, you know what no, I mean. No, I think, not behind a keyboard. Nope, not at all.
1: Well, hey, let's shift gears here. I want to take a quick break and play the pitfalls of misinformation. Um, Landis, do you want to set this up for us at all?
5: Um, I have no setup for it, except for this was one of the ones where I didn't think was going to do very well. And then the lyrics just started flowing out of me and uh, I put a line to it and I was like, eh, we'll see
2: how it goes.
1: Was there any negative reception because of what you were talking about was kind of like what we're talking about here, how people are just, you know, as soon as I get it, put it on Facebook and don't even double check. Like, did you get any pushback about that? I've gotten no
5: pushback about any of my videos, and I'm kind of worried about that. (laughs) You think someone's like lurking in the bushes? Where's my haters,
1: you know? Well, it sounds like it's time for you to kind of... um, unleash some of those notebooks of political content you'll get some haters put some of that shit up. <laughs> yeah, you'll have enough haters to last you a lifetime trust me yeah. there is no shortage of internet trolls in america we will run out of uh, oil no. and fucking water before we will run out of no. we'll run out of air before we'll run out of internet trolls i'm
5: expecting a- them any moment now
1: really yeah all right let's play it The are you ready
0: So it appeals to your emotions, and that sounds about right. And without any further research, you posted it that night. It got 1000 views and 200 likes. So it must be true, cause that sounds about right. But is it from a trusted source? And what is their reputation? Is the headline neutral or is it slanted towards your personal frustration? What else have they written? And what is their motivation? This is how we avoid the pitfalls of misinformation.
2: Get your ducks in a row! Get your ducks in a row!
0: The powers have weaponized ignorance, and it has been extremely effective. Now it's everyone's duty to be a digital detective, to make us fight amongst ourselves the ultimate goal to divide and conquer, to divide and control. But who is the author and what is their relation? Are they the ones lighting fires behind the building at a peaceful demonstration? Are they enticing a crowd to manipulate the population? This is why we must avoid the pitfalls of misinformation. But it appeals to your emotions, and that sounds about right. And without any further research you posted it that night, it got 1,000 views and 200 likes. So it must be true, because that sounds about right. The
2: pitfalls of misinformation. The pitfalls of misinformation. It follows of this information. <laughs>
3: And um, it's funny, I was uh, doing research, I mean, I've, I've known, I've followed Almighty Senator since since uh, I was been in bands, Nick has been in bands, so um, like the, the the latter 90s, early 2000s, pretty much any time that you guys played, uh, me and my friends, were, we were at the shows, but it's such a small world, just a small musical world, because um, I I, if Nick, Nick, you can correct me, but I think last year around this time we talked to uh, Calabunga Pizza Time, and um, when
1: you came live up, from April's Basement,
3: yeah, yeah, and uh, Miss Lala okay. Anderson was there, and um, we chatted it up, and we started talking about um, the band that you all are in, F City, and as I was listening to that, you know, listening to you guys and going over videos, and I'm looking at the bass player, I'm like, man, that guy looks like Paul, and um, and lo and behold, it was Paul. And um, in the, one of the bands that I was in, we used to play with uh, Darkwater Transit all the time. And, um, uh, and Paul's like one of my favorite people. So um, how did you guys connect? How did you guys get
5: together and, and start Up City? No, do you, do you have time? I think the, the story is <laughs> four minutes long.
3: Hey, we got time.
5: <laughs> that, that's a band that's not afraid to get political. I think we have like five songs about Trump alone. Um, when I was... When I was doing a DJ night called Big, Paul used to come up and, and talk about funk songs. Like, hey, did you ever hear the uh, the B-side of James Brown song, blah, 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 And I was like, wow, this guy kind of knows his funk. I was in Almighty Senators at the time, and he was saying, we should jam. And, you know, I've heard, we should jam before. Hey, we should jam, we should jam. Everyone says it. Hey, let's jam. But at one point, I, I called him up and said, hey, okay, let's jam. Before you know it, we're coffee houses, just the two of us making stuff up. Most of our songs were made up off the cuff. I was right. just thinking of the lyrics while we're playing. And then we got a third. It wasn't Lala. It was somebody else. Not okay. to mention her name, because here's the part of the story that's kind of important to all of us. She she went. How do I, how do I put it? This is sort of an alt-right thing that happened.
2: That she oh, wow. And I
5: tried to talk her down from the ledge, but she was like, no, I believe this. And I said, well, that's what you believe. She yeah, that'll ruin the party.
1: Huh? I said, yeah, that'll ruin the party for sure.
5: Yeah, it ruined the party. It ruined the party. She actually had to move. She had to leave town because the, the entire community said no. Wow. Facebook. But... When we found Lala, that's when the band really started to become a band anyway, because she's a real musician. It Mm -hmm. was a real um, honor to play music with her.
3: She's awesome. She's totally awesome.
1: Right on. Okay, let me shift gears here, because, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you work in two mediums, live in two worlds, the art world and the music world, as somebody yeah. who lives in the artistic world, lives in the musical world, how do you personally tend to see the world? Do you see it more through an yeah, artist's right. lens or a musical lens, do you think? That's interesting.
5: Uh, it's like dating two people actually. When I'm when I'm in when I'm doing more art than music, as I go through my life, I see color and shape. As I, you know, you're trying to get ideas for your next painting. You'll see something and go, oh, look at that green next to that yellow. Look at that pink. Oh, that's interesting. That's a nice shape. But when I'm doing more music than art, then I start to hear lyrics in my head and I start to hear melodies. So I live whichever one I'm doing the most
2: of.
1: Wow. So, how much do you think of an impact has each had on the other? In other words, would you be the same Landis if you were just Landis, a musician, or do you, or the artist, or do you think those are interchangeable and they have a huge impact on each other's work, each other's mediums?
5: Oh yeah, a huge impact on me. It's kind of like uh, there's other art bands, Talking Heads, Devo. Those are yeah, those are bands that are also visual artists, and it's the you know they, are uh, visual art music or are like brother and sister to me. You know, it's like it's, if somebody said, I want you to do a portrait of me, but do it out of clay. You'd go, okay, I'd do clay. Now do it in acrylic paint. It's that close, music and music and visual art. It's like clay and paint.
1: Hmm. Right on. And, me, and I also want to talk about something else with you, and that is Baltimore, which is one hell of a town. Me and Odell yes, are from Southern right. Maryland. I live in it Tennessee now. But I get out to Baltimore often. I was reading your bio. I know that you're from Connecticut, and you came down to Baltimore to go to the Art Institute down there. Why did you stay? Did you ever feel like, hey, now that I'm doing this and I'm gaining some traction, I want to move to New York or Philly? Like, What about Baltimore makes you feel like that's your home and where you've stayed for the last, I guess it's been, what, 30 years now, 25 years you've been there?
2: Yeah, well— you
5: you make you roots in a community and uh, mm-hmm. the people you know help you to get stuff done faster really uh, if I wanted to you know let's say there was an outside world for us and I wanted to or for instance right before the, the pandemic I was getting ready to have a huge fashion show with other fashion designers that that also paint clothes like I do and we had a, a, a lineup of entertainment And we got all that together in like a month and a half because we're all connected, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. it's easy to do here. It would take me a year to get those connections if I moved somewhere else or or not. I might not ever get those connections. In Baltimore,
3: and I think people forget, like I've I've been here, I've I've loved Baltimore. My sister was, she went to school here, and my wife Susan, and and you've you've helped her out because you've done – DJing at Clementine when they were open. She used to do the marketing and stuff there. And um, mm-hmm. and it's just it's one big community. So, you know, like you said, it's like this artist knows this artist. This artist is linked to this chef. This chef is linked to this person that owns this skate shop. This skate shop person, you know, friend or wife owns this furniture store. This furniture store person knows the, the designers of this and that. And it's such. Baltimore is such a diverse place. I don't think people really realize how diverse the city is, and that's what I fell in love with when I got here. It was like
2: people mm-hmm. just
3: care about it's. It's that it's. It's like you're saying. It's like a relationship. It has its ups. It has its downs. But I can't leave her. <laughs> I can't leave her.
5: And I've been in a lot of uh, places in, in the United States because the senators toured a lot, and mm-hmm. it really is. It's my favorite city. I like other cities, but this is this is my favorite one to live in. Yeah. Because of because of the diversity, like that.
1: Do you kind of feel like at this point, Baltimore is encoded on your DNA, and the city itself is having a big influence on your work?
2: Absolutely. I,
5: so you, I speak Baltimore.
1: You speak. Nice. So you consider yourself a Baltimore entity then, and you're there you're there to stay till the end. Sure. Yeah. speaking
3: of um almighty senators um i lived at uh, well we just moved to overly uh, landis and uh, but we lived in hamilton Laurelville for 14 15 years um and i and i know that uh you guys played the hamilton test a few times do you guys still get together and hang out and play or uh i know it's a it's a sporadic thing especially now but um
5: i'm not sure awesome. you know what we're going to do in in the pandemic because again i haven't left the house exactly but we're still a band
3: and all of you guys are doing stuff too. Cause I see, I, you know, I, I, I see you guys everywhere. So that's awesome. But that's the fact that you guys are still creating stuff and doing things together as well as doing things, on, you know, separately individually as well.
1: Yeah. So let's kind of end with this. What advice would you have for other creative people that are kind of locked down? Like we all are, because I think everybody has a different way of coping and to me, you just have to keep generating content and keep creating. Because if you don't, you'll just be picking flowers off the wallpaper going insane.
5: Yeah. Uh, really just adapt to nice. what this is. Just treat it like your post-apocalyptic movie. And this is the way it is now. Wow. There is no – we can't whine about, oh, I missed this. I missed that. I wish it was the way it was. That's mm-hmm. behind you make it the way it is. Form it, form this clay into what you need it to be now with what you have.
1: I think that's smart. I think that's solid yeah. advice. I think it's very smart. Yeah. All right. Well let's get out of here because we've got another guest that we've got coming in. Landis, I want to thank you so much for calling in. I'm glad we finally got you on the show. Um, tell everybody where to find you online and, do you have anything live coming up, or is that just all going to be in the air for God knows how long?
5: Well, my painting show is live, and it's happening tomorrow at 3 on my Facebook page. Um, and find find my videos on my YouTube channel, Landis Expandis on YouTube. That's, I'm like Max Headroom now. I'm, I'm digital.
1: There you and then go. That, 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 <laughs> nice. Yeah, I love that guy. That's one, that, you know, that actor is in a lot of stuff now. I would love to get him on the show, Udell. I forget his name off the top oh. of my head, but I've reached out to their people before. I, I love that guy. I've seen him in Star Trek and a bunch of other yeah, he stuff. Awesome. He is. All right, man. Well, everybody stay safe. Landis, thanks again. Yeah, Landis. Keep putting out that positive content. I'm telling you, there's been times I'm ready to rip my hair off, and I just have to go sit down, crack a Coke, and watch some Landis until I get to my happy place. So I want to thank you Thank for that. you, man. It means a lot.
3: Yes. Yes, man. Thank you so much, bud.
1: Thanks for having me. All righty, guys. Dee, where can everybody find us online?
4: Well, if you somehow haven't found musicalosmosis.com yet, you can definitely do that for all the news and updates and episodes and videos and reviews and etc. cetera. Um, but we are also available pretty much wherever else you find your favorite podcasty things um we're working on i think our latest we're working on a spotify so we'll be there next but we we've got it on apple so you should be able to find it anywhere it's super easy
1: love it we're easy we're easy baby we're easy
4: Yeah.
1: yeah. Like righty pandemic pals we will be <laughs> back with another episode shortly
0: doing it all the time. Stress was a booby track, Looky, looky, who be showing booty cracks. And I would have never known if it wasn't for my special spot coming through and straight rising my telepathy.